Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Take us with you anywhere and download the TuneIn app for your computer or smartphone and listen to us live whenever and wherever you want. This is Jeff Johnson. Join me for the KYMN Morning Show, weekdays 6 to 9, right here on your radio station, KYMN Northfield. Six. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org. Or call 507-645-8877. Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, radio for the imagination. I thank you so much for being here and for helping us to celebrate stories and great art and taking time to tune your imagination. You know, I, I feel like maybe we need to step back a little bit. And this quote caught my attention this week, and it might be a great way to open up the segment. It was a line from the American comedian, actress, fashion designer, author, and singer songwriter, Margaret Cho. And I'd never heard this before, and I think maybe in the times we're living, it's pretty appropriate. She says, sometimes when we are generous in small, barely detectable ways, it can change someone's life, else's life forever. I'm going to read that again because I kind of stumbled. Sometimes when we are generous in small, barely detectable ways, it can change someone else's life forever. From Margaret Cho. And I thought that was a really great quote. And I, I don't know, I feel like there's something out there. People are getting a little uh, on edge about things. And maybe it's time we all just take a deep breath. And it's sometimes it's those little things that can change your perspective, or remind you of what really matters in life. And another example, I happened to stumble on this video uh, uh, this week, as I was looking through my phone, and it's a family video of just shows us what we need right now. It was so pure. It was my two kids. I have twins and they were four years old at the time. That day, it was almost 10 years ago. My husband was taking my son to the hardware store and I was taking our daughter to the grocery store and they were four. So at that time, they often brought stuffed animal friends with them out and about. That morning, the kids decided on their own to swap stuffed animals each trusting each other with their favorites, a tiger and a bear. They said they did it, so if the other one got lonely, they could hug the other stuffy. They exchanged these stuffed animals, and they told us on the video because they were friends, which I want to remind them of. They're now 14, and I keep saying, you are friends. <laughs> Better to be friends. <laughs> it, was, it, was so, it was pure love, and it just made me think that we can all use a good friend, a little bit of trust, and maybe a few extra hugs. So these times can be challenging. We are going to move beyond this pandemic. I think we've all struggled with something. Keep looking for the great things in life because they're out 
out there. I hope that we all just have a little extra patience and courage to share the kindness with one another and be the example for our kids. That's probably the thing that I worry about the most is what are we setting up in our for our future? Uh, that just really feels important. So we are in the midst of transition. I believe that. And there is hope out there. So that's a pretty great world. We're going to be okay as long as we hang in there together, and of course, figure out ways to add Art Zany to our lives. And there is nothing better. I've talked about this last week about a trip to a fall art festival. And this week, we are going to preview the studio art tour that happens this weekend. I'm going to turn on the mics and welcome to the studio, Julie Fockler. Welcome to Art Zany Radio. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And as well as Evan Meager. Uh, thank you for having me as well. It's, it's wonderful. And we're going to start with two artists, and then we're going to do a quick change in the middle and then coming up later will be Cheryl Romette and David Allen if you want more details the website is studio A-R-T-O-U-R so it's art tour with one T that's the difference and I never I'm never sure how to pronounce it do I you know art or art tour <laughs> I, I, I want to get it right so they get the what, what do you guys decide when you talk about it I think studio art tour is what I say yeah typically it's the same it's just art tour yeah, yeah you just want to make sure that on the website uh, i think uh, that was pretty fun when they they picked that the first time mm-hmm. just to get the right and the details are there of all the studios there's some studios that are open tonight friday the 8th and then uh, everybody's open saturday and sunday both days opening at 10 closing at 6 on saturday and 5 on sunday so let's start off by uh, meeting our guest julie uh, you want to do a little introduction and tell us about yourself and your art I'm a visual artist, of course. Um, I mostly paint portraits of animals, um, pets, and I love the bright, vivid background colors. I guess that would be um, explaining my paintings. I also do portraits in clay. Um, That's something new, let's say, in the last three or four years. Um, I really enjoy the Raku process, and I have um, both of those at the Paradise Center for the Arts, and that's my day job. I'm the visual arts and education director at the Paradise. So we are fortunate enough, um, me and my um, studio mates, we will be on the second floor of the Paradise this year. It's a little bigger than my studio. If we had the social distance in my studio, I think we'd get three people, if that. So um, that's why we're at the Paradise this year. And that is right down Faribault on Central Avenue. Can't yes. miss a beautiful marquee out front. Yes. it's a. And should people enter through the front door? Uh, the Paradise will be open this evening until 5. Um, Saturday, they'll be open 10 to 2. Otherwise, we, the front lobby will be closed. You can take the stairs up to the second level. Or I'm going to put my phone number in giant letters on the front of the building, and you can text. Don't text me. Sorry. Don't text me. Call me, and then um, I will um, go down and assist you, and so you can use the elevator. Because I won't be looking at my phone, so please call. That is a good reminder for folks. That, so if you can't uh, get in the front door, you can go to the back, up the steps, or te- uh, call. Yep. yep. We'll we'll have signs on um, all the doors <laughs> where to enter. Perfect. And that, that's a, a great trip to go and yeah. take. And I was going to say your, your website, Julie Fockler, F-A-K-L-E-R yes. dot com has some of that new Raku pottery. Yes, I added a page to my website. I was very proud of myself, did it all by myself. <laughs> it, it looks beautiful. <laughs> I'm not a techie person, but yeah, um, I'm very excited. And uh, we did a Raku firing September 25th. Hmm. So I have a lot of new work. 
fabulous. So folks can uh, check that out. That's really, really beautiful. And Evan, you're, this is your first time on the tour. It is, yes. I've uh, helped out with Barbara, uh, my mentor's studio several years in a row uh, but this is my first time kind of going at it alone and that was barbara zavaruha who mm-hmm. we adore and who does amazing things i'm sure many people in our community know her work and so tell me about your uh work and your projects and, and what mm-hmm. what you're going to be showing during the studio art tour so uh during the studio art tour i am going to be showing off my uh high fire functional stoneware pottery so we take it up to about 2,250 degrees Fahrenheit. It's uh, really hot. Um, and I'm primarily going to be showing off uh, wood-fired pottery. So on the uh, studio site, we have a gas kiln where we use propane gas to get the pieces up to that temperature. And then we also have a wood-fired kiln where we use literally a wood fire to get it that hot. Um, and it just keeps getting hotter and hotter as you put more and more wood on the fire. Um, that th- firing goes like 12 hours. I was going to say, that's one where you have to tend to it. You don't get to sleep. You have mm-hmm. to like make sure that that stays at that temperature by adding wood all the time. Yeah, exactly. That, that's why I love it so much because it's, uh, it's really, you are an active participant in it. There's not a lot of, uh, just hitting a button and then you're waiting for like an hour. You have to constantly be bending to that. Mm-hmm. And, and how would you describe your work? Um, it's a... Uh, definitely functional tableware. So it's primarily pots that are meant to be used every day. They are, yes, beautiful. And I I hope that people do also use them for special occasions. But some of my favorite pieces have been the ones that people uh, pick up and say, you know, I am going to use this every day Mm -hmm. because of that um, connection that they might have to my pieces. And I just love that about it. And I wanted to ask, because on the, the website, you can go and there's uh, doors on the front of the website for the Studio Art Tour. You can click on those for like a mystery <laughs> guest, <laughs> or you can go up to the top and it says uh, participating artists, featured artists. I can't remember the... I think it's participating. Yeah. And uh, then you can, or you can search by medium, because of course, you know, there are all kinds of visual arts here, uh, woodworking, jewelry, clay, paintings, um, uh, fiber, just you name it. 36 artists this year. Yes. Yeah, so, in 17 wow. studios. Yes. So mm-hmm. it is, you do want to start tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would start tonight. Um, and not everybody is open tonight. Um, all the Faribault studios will be open tonight. I'm not sure about Northfield. Yeah. That's something you can check on the website because the, the, all the, the um, hours, are there as well as um, you can pick up a brochure we should mention because that is something you'll find around town and it has I'm just very pleased that it has this beautiful cat on the cover which I, I, I knew immediately was your work Julie. <laughs> Thank that's, you. I think mm-hmm. that's a, a really great thing that, that you have a style that's recognizable and you mentioned those bold back background colors yeah. but it's also the lines I think and I love um, dark, heavy outlines on my paintings. Um, I love the German Expressionists. And I think it goes back to my childhood with all the color books. Mm. Me and my sister, um, Karen Peters, who's also an artist, um, we'd color and color and color in those coloring books. And I think think that is a happy moment. I keep going back to that. And I love animals. And that's all I do. Yeah, and when you do the co- the colors, the contrasting colors, yeah. are, I was curious if you're using some color theories to, to to think about what looks best against this pet. Is it based on personality? Is it if it's a commission? I ask the people what is your favorite colors and things like that. But if it's my own 
personal work, I want contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach paint a portrait of your pet um, at the Paradise Center for the Arts and the Northfield Arts Guild. And I always tell the students, you want contrast. You don't want a yellow background with a yellow dog mm. or black background with a black cat. That'd be a terrible <laughs> picture, yes. <laughs> so you want, you want that contrast. But I love the bright colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very visible. And, and the, the cat, we should mention the name of the cat. Um, oh, his name is Dickens. So that's yes. a, an important portrait. And I love it because I have a, a black cat with yellow eyes like that. And, so. and what's special about this painting and the painting inside the brochure, too, those um, are very simplified, and I only did one set of layers. So that Dickens painting probably only took two to three hours. Well, that's mm. for you, because it's a, I, I don't know if that would work for the rest of us. <laughs> but I just did a commission for somebody, and it took me 20 hours. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, you have to, um, there's, and, and there's all kinds of information on your website about yes, that, too. Yes, and I will paint um, your animal, and I will carve your animal in clay, too. Right, because you've got the Raku fire. Yeah. And are those pieces going to be like Evan was talking about? His pieces are used for every day. Are those more hanging on the wall? Things? I'm, they are non functional. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do pottery, but you can't eat off them. It would be something to put on a wall or a tabletop. Um, in a little frame holder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're beautiful. And it's really yeah. fun to see that, that different medium and what, what it does to show them. Yeah, and I love the Raku process, as mm-hmm. Evan was talking about the, his process. The Raku only gets up to 1,900 degrees, though. It's not, yeah, not as cooler. hot. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, Evan, about a piece that you have pictured on mm-hmm. the website. It's a like a square or rectangle with two indents. And I was uh-huh. thinking, okay. I, I have some guesses as to what that's mm-hmm. for. It's a co- is a coaster. And not exactly. It's okay. actually um, like a, a sushi tray or just oh. a, a small dessert tray, something you can use to to put small food items on. I was thinking for a teacup and then the, the tea bag. That, yeah, that would work too. That if you take it off, because sometimes that's really annoying. If you, you know, are sitting on the couch and you're like, oh, I forgot a, a little saucer, and now I got to go back. <laughs> yeah, you can just grab whatever's there. That's part of the reason I love doing this so much is that. Uh, there's so many different uses uh, for people to find with my pieces. You know, uh, when I, I make something, I don't oftentimes think, oh, this is exactly what this is meant for. Sometimes I do, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more fluid and a lot more dynamic about uh, the other person taking that initiative to be like, oh, this little bowl, I'm going to be using it to put my jewelry in. Or mm. this is, I've had people say specifically like, this is my uh, yogurt bowl only. This is the only <laughs> bowl I will ever use in the morning. <laughs> That's a pretty great feeling, though, to think that you're going to be a part of someone's everyday morning. Yeah, it's a really wonderful feeling. Mm-hmm. It really is. And now both of you, let's uh, talk about the studios that you're located at so people can uh, get, get uh, you mentioned the Paradise for mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. Um, is, who else is with you, Julie? Um, Char Johnson. She does needle felting. Uh, and she's got some really amazing ornaments. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Christmas yeah. is coming up. It's um, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I can kind of feel it. If you look out, some of the trees have changed and the sky is a little less blue, a little more cloudy. Mm-hmm. You know it's coming. A little bit more gray. Yep. <laughs> and we have uh, Diane Lockerbie, who has functional pottery and non-functional. She, um, during COVID, started doing these birdhouses. Mm. And they are animals or people. They're I hate to say, I think I rubbed off on her a little bit. She's doing pet portraits in clay, Mm. but they're um, a birdhouse. You can put them outside or inside. Last year, I acquired a parrot, but I keep mine indoors. 
And we also have Ron Hammond at the Paradise, and I believe this is Ron's first time on the tour and Char's first time on the tour. Right across the street from us, we'll have Tammy Ressler, Jessica Prill, Suzanne Klum, and Sandy Moen, I believe. And um, not too far from the Paradise, Donna Johnson and Lynn Ryan. And we're all open tonight. So that's a great trip to take down mm-hmm. to, to Faribault and yep. enjoy those artists. Opening tonight, we should tell, ask, uh, what, 5 o'clock is it? 4 to 8. 4 to 8. Okay. So folks can come right after work and begin the tour because you can't get 17 in, in two days, I don't think. Well, and another nice thing about having Friday opening is if somebody leaves for the weekend, they can come tonight. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a great time to be able to spend with other artists, and at, usually I always know people as that I meet as I'm out and about, and it's quite joyful. And I think yeah. people are really looking towards that having having time with other people. It, yeah, it's fun to get to know people and meet the artists and learn about their process. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's something great. And Evan, tell us about the studio you're going to be in. So uh, I'm going to be at Prairie Creek Pottery Studio, which is uh, owned by my mentor, Barbara Zevaruha. Uh, it's about seven miles south of town if you take uh, Cannon City Boulevard um, over to 145th Street. It's uh, really a, a gorgeous location. It's in the midst of this beautiful prairie and it overlooks a valley and the trees in the background of that valley are starting to turn colors. So mm. it's going to be really pretty when, when you come down. Plus, I think, you get to see our process. Yeah, that's true. Are you going to be doing some work while you're while the folks are visiting? Uh, I would like to be, but due to COVID restrictions, uh, I'm only going to be demonstrating one the very beginning portion, the wedging, mm. uh, which is where we mix the clay to get rid of air bubbles and get rid of um, other impurities and align all the clay particles so we can throw it better. Um, I'm going to be demonstrating that. Normally, I'd be also showing the actual throwing process of creating the piece. Um, but since we're having to really open up the studio and moving things far to the side so that way people can have uh, decent space to walk around so they don't bump into each other, mm-hmm. um, I'm not really going to be able to do that. Well, I think that other that process, what, tell us what you call that, uh, to get the clay ready. Oh, the wedging? Wedging, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that before, so that will be something new to learn. Yeah, it's uh, it's really a, a process that a lot of potters do kind of haphazardly. We do it pretty significantly. Um, since Barbara's style descends from Richard Bresnahan, which descends from a potter out in Japan, uh, there's that heritage that comes down from there, and they do a lot of spiral wedging, which is what we do, which is uh, manipulating the clay into a spiral shape, so that way when you put it on the wheel, which is turning in a uh, counterclockwise circle, the cl- uh, uh, clay particles will slip past one another and actually be easier to manipulate into shape. Whoa, I didn't never thought about clay particles before. And yeah, I, right? so <laughs> I suppose they're made up of something, right? Right, yeah, and, and, little pieces of clay. And that doesn't surprise me that that, that matches with Barbara because she's always very scientific about things. And I, I mm-hmm. she was one of the first um, clay artists that taught me, you know, just this. It's not art. It, it's the melding of art and science. And mm-hmm. I think any art that you do, there there's obviously uh, a lot of te- technique and testing and practicing and, you know, learning to master. And there's so many different materials and mediums on this tour. Um, I think as we were talking earlier, there's something for everybody, and there's styles. Everybody's got a different style. So, yeah, come out and see us and mm-hmm. and purchase work. I know a lot of people um, 
well, maybe it's just people I know, are trying to get rid of their store-bought dishes and go mm. 100% or close to 100% of handmade. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a perfect opportunity to do that. And not all these artists have websites or websites you can purchase from. So I would do it now. Don't wait until close to Christmas and then you mm. can't contact the artist or they've already sold all their work. Um, so I would buy now. It's also a lot easier to get out to the studio now than it will be in winter due to yeah. plowing roads and, and different locations. So definitely getting out now to visit is going to be the best option. Plus, I just unloaded a wood-fired kiln uh, this past Sunday. So I'm going to have a huge array of pieces. <laughs> of and it worked. From. Yeah, it worked. It, I got it to work. And that that's true. Get there first because you get the best pick. Mm-hmm. I've been to pottery studio sales where... You get there and everything's gone or just yep. the, sorry, spendy pieces are left and, you know, you wanted some something a little more affordable. So I would, yeah, go as soon as you can. And the other thing is that uh, oftentimes people will come and there'll be a set of four and they say, well, I'm just going to take these three. And then you have, you know, you have singles everywhere, but very rarely at the end of the pottery sale are you going to find sets of stuff. So definitely come early. That's true. That makes a lot of sense. And this is your first year, Evan. Mm-hmm. So what are you, except you've been with Barbara for so it's the three years. Right. So it feels like it's a little different, but mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to? Um, I think I'm looking forward to, again, kind of like we mentioned before, that connection piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, making some people's days and possibly every day after that <laughs> when I when I sell them a piece. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I also love talking about the process and uh, the procedure of making these pieces. And since we get to show off the entire studio and the kilns, I can really go into detail about it, and that's going to be fun too. Yeah, and now how many years have you been doing the studio art tour? My first was in 2009, so I'm sorry, I can't do the math right now, but it's been a a dozen, let's yeah, say. Yeah. Um, I've done it um, in my studio by myself. I had Deb Johnson for a few years, but Diane Lockerbie has been with me for most of the tour. And we're going to actually, the second floor of the Paradise, I should tell you, we're going to be in the Pottery Studio. And the Pottery Studio at the Paradise is massive. That's why we're mm-hmm. there. Um, so you can see the space. Diane Lockerbie teaches at the Paradise. I teach at the Paradise. Actually, Sharda's too. So um, you can pick up class brochures, and you can learn from us too. Mm-hmm. And and what do you think about this this community of artists that puts on the tour? It feels like there's something pretty incredibly special about because this is the seventeenth year, I yeah. think. Yeah. And so it's a really great community. What what what? Um, give us your impressions or why it works. Uh, it's a great community, and I love getting to know artists. Actually, there's. There's a couple of you on the tour I don't know. I'd love to meet you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the problem with, um, we don't get to go on the art tour. We're yeah. stuck in our studios. But, yeah, it's a great community. Fairbone, Northfield, Farmington, they just a wonderful artist. And, um, yeah, come out and meet us, and we, we'd love to talk to you and explain how we do our work. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably my favorite part is being able to, you know, see a tool on the table or, you know, watch somebody begin something that you've only seen the end product of. And you're like, oh, that's how it comes. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought of that. Or, you know, you can actually touch the, the, the pieces and, you know, it's it's as opposed to looking at a picture on a, a website, you can actually be in the midst of, of that making. And then the artist is right there so yeah. that there's 
No, no question. I think that's sometimes people are nervous about asking, mm-hmm. but I've found that everybody's been really accommodating and, you know, not, not, um, I, you don't have to be afraid about asking something. Now we love to talk about her art. Yeah, <laughs> really do. <laughs> uh, it also explains, uh, to the customer why exactly it's priced a certain way or, mm-hmm. um, how it comes to be. Because when you're there and you're actually seeing in the materials, you're seeing something going from start to finish and the number of hours that it takes to get there. That's when it starts to like click in your head, like, oh, that's why it's taking, you know, so long, and that makes a lot of sense why it's priced that way. Mm-hmm. And we do have quite the price range um, mm-hmm. on the tour too. So there's a ton of affordable stuff, and then of course, you know, then we've got like Fred Summers. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm. I fortunately do have a small painting of his, but. Um, there's some beautiful yeah, artwork. Yeah. So folks should, like you said, uh, plan their weekend. And I am just, our time did go by fast. I said it would. <laughs> and we have been talking with uh, Julie Fockler and Evan Meager, who are a part of the Studio Art Tour. And I'm, I really thank you for coming in and being on the show today and sharing with us your work and getting people interested in coming to your studio. I hope you have lots of people that say they heard it on Art Zany Radio. <laughs> oh, we do too. Thank you for having us. You're thank welcome. You we are going to switch out now so that we can continue talking about the Studio Art Tour with um, some of the other artists on the show. And so I'm I'm going to pop on some music, and as we switch things out, Shell Romette and David Allen will be with us in just a moment. I think I'm going to pick this piece from Candace Springs, and she's a jazz artist. She'll be up at the Dakota. I'll give you the information in just a minute, but here we go with Candace Springs. I'm Candace Springs, and this song is called Soul Eyes on one mic, one take. And then you see 
is high folks that was incredible music that was from candace springs called soul eyes and she's going to be up at the dakota on sunday october 10th which is this sunday from seven to nine so it's after the studio art tour so you can uh turn your car and head north it's she's just got a beautiful voice and i also want to give a shout out to my friend tina shaleski she's performing at the dakota on october 27th at 7 p.m it's Tina Shalesky sings Sinatra to Simone, an evening of torch and swing. And so there's some YouTube videos you can go take a look at for her. It's kind of a, a fun, a fun thing to um, imagine. And I, I just think that it's it's good to support support all kinds of local artists. And so now we're going to continue talking about the Studio Art Tour, which is this weekend. So it starts tonight, Friday, um, from 4 to 8, and then Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sunday from 10 to 5. That is this weekend in all parts of this southeast Minnesota, Farmington, Northfield, Nairstrand, and Faribault. And joining us in the studio now, we have two more artists. I'm going to welcome Cheryl Romette and David. Allen, who are going to be also on the tour. Cheryl, let's start with you and have you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your artwork and um, your projects you're working on and, and the studio you'll be in this, this weekend for the tour. Okay. Hi. Um, I am this year in my own studio. Um, I've done this tour two years and I've been at other people's studios. But this year I decided to kind of uh, highlight the the studio in the studio art tour and <laughs> and bring it home and and just have it be in my space where I do what I do which is um pretty uh eclectic mix I um currently am really into playing around with uh dyeing paper in fresh indigo baths mm. with uh indigo that I've pit been Working with and picking and processing and doing a whole big thing with Judy Say Willis, who's also on the tour. She's incredible. Yeah. And she knows a lot about I those know. dyes and the natural dyes. Yeah, I've been fortunate to get to become friends with her. I've made a point of becoming friends with her and um, helping her and working with her. But in that process, I've also ended up with some of my own you know, stuff to play with. So that's my current thing that I'm going to have that I'm just kind of messing around with, you know, and I'll have that there um, in that capacity. And then I have, um, I've, um, I've made art all my life, but I've never really gone professional with it. And I don't even still really think of myself in that capacity. But um, I have a lot of different kinds of work, printmaking, drawing, uh, multimedia collaging, and I do these small cards that I call art cards that I've been creating for maybe 15 years now with a friend in Portland, Oregon, because that's where I used to live. 
and um, they're just small little collaged, and then I sew the I sew them together with mm-hmm. thread and small beads, so there's no glue or tape or anything involved. They're they're really they're they're cool. They're all different, um, and and also I'll have um, a few other kinds of things that I you know make little books and different things. Um, but then I also am excited about having people get to see my wall of masks. I During the quarantine, I started to create, so this is about a year and a half ago now, that I started to create these masks that I call quixotic quarantine ma- art masks. They go on a face, but they're not protective. They're just whimsical and wild, and I... Um, have really enjoyed making them, and I have enjoyed the word quixotica <laughs> and quixotic as a as a kind of a way to think about this whole situation that we're in. So I'm excited to have people come and see the wall in its entirety because it's just in my house, so it hasn't been shown or anything, you know. So there are some uh, photos on your website, which there is are. Cheryl Ramette R A M E T T E dot com, and they are there. I think it's it's good for us to start getting some perspective on what's happening, you know, in our world, and uh, being able to look at the the way that you have, you know, taken, you know, some of them are made, you know, so that there's. You can, uh, they're beaded or they have metal in them or mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, made of like tea papers or yep, things yep. That, that you wouldn't, you know, they're not protective in any way, but they're very beautiful. But you could actually put them on, which is sort of an interesting thing. Yeah, I've had a couple of them in shows, a um, couple in a show in, that's here in Northfield, um, one in a show in um, Portland. And um, and three of them I made while I was in quarantine in Bangkok early in the summer, uh, two weeks quarantine when I went there to visit my son and my grandkids. So those are especially special to me. Yes, and I read about that on the on your website. Did I read you? the whole my story. Whole little, oh, great! Oh, that's <laughs> it was, wonderful. Was Thank kind of you. fun to be able to be with you and wow, like rooting for you to to be able to get out that bust out that door. <laughs> I had a I had an entire natural dye studio set up with tea with tea and tea bags and stuff in my hotel room it was really pretty cool you're you're a person who loves to create <laughs> and it do. comes it, the, that enthusiasm comes through oh, thank you and let's talk with david allen who's also here and you've been um a part of the studio art tour for a lot of years and we've had a couple chances to talk but you um tell us for folks that don't know about your work uh, all the the beautiful paintings and uh ways that that you celebrate what's in our community well thank you yeah uh I am a local yokel, and uh, I do paint uh, a lot of local scenes. I like, for some reason, I just like to make this town beautiful. Of course, it is beautiful, but I like to capture what is beautiful about it. And, you know, provide memories for people. Uh, And I've been doing this for probably 60 years, so not necessarily in Northfield, but I've been easily been in Northfield. I've I've lived here almost 50 years, and I've been painting Northfield. paintings for that long that's unbelievable because yeah. i'm at doing the math and unless you started when you were two <laughs> no I, i'm older than i look yeah <laughs> much older yeah. yeah 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 so it's uh you know it's just been a great place to be an artist uh i before i moved here i would come down here and do the art show in uh, when i was up by the middle school uh so that's one of the reasons i moved here uh, because of, you know such a friendly warm community and 
Was that in Central Park then? Yes, back it was in back Central a Park, lot of yeah. oh, that's a lot of years ago. That's a lot of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I did the I did the Jesse James Art Show I think for forty one years in a row. Mm. Then I quit because it was it was just too much. And I, I think you do have an ability to to make uh, it's something about the way that you show the lighting that brings these places to life, but also you know sort of. Uh, gives us uh, there's there's your love for the place comes through in the painting and we feel connected to it because of of the way you've captured its essence. Well, thank you. That's exactly what I'm after. Mm-hmm. I just want people to feel like you know this is a special place. And with lighting and if you notice, I use a lot of snow. I love snow, which uh, is very yeah. difficult to paint. It is. Uh, it, <laughs> it, 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 you can ruin a painting with snow, and I've done that. I'm but, sure. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you can soften things up. You give it that warm glow that you feel. You know your winter and you're heading into your house or you know whatever I, or I, you're walking and you hear that crunch down, yeah crunch, right down, crunch. down northfield you know, city streets and stuff but and i do other times i've done faribault and i've done canna falls and you know just little communities i like doing that mm-hmm. and then speaking of quixotic uh i uh i do a lot of sculptures yes uh, and one of my favorite themes of course is don quixote and uh i know i thought i saw saw those two words on your bios and mm-hmm. i thought i'd never connected the word quixote and quixotic and and i don't know if there's actually a you know a, oh, yeah there is yeah. okay yeah. Do, tell us well don quixote is a guy in the oh, medieval times or late medieval times decided he wanted to be a knight errant and he was a he was an older fella and uh so he made a bunch of uh um armor out of cardboard or whatever they had then in the day you know and uh, then he went on an adventure to right the wrongs in the world. And he was not to be deterred. He got beat up and almost killed and uh, had a terrible time all around. And uh, But he stuck to his dream. And I think that's important to everybody, just to, no matter how kind of crazy you seem. And we're talking here amongst artists. <laughs> you, seem, uh, you know, you have to follow it. If, mm-hmm. if you believe in it, follow it. And I, and I really, that's the message, I think, that, that Don Quixote and what does the word quixotic mean to you? Uh, and I love hearing that more expanded definition. Well, okay, so it kind of pot just popped into my head when I was doing the mass, and I was just, I, mean, I like words, and I like wordplay, and quixotic quarantine just kind of popped in my head, and, and I started using it on my website, and then I thought, well, I should figure out, I should find out what it really means. But then it seemed very appropriate because it was about something that is sort of, um, you know, seemingly uh functional but not somehow you know like <laughs> off kilter somehow and so then i then i thought well don quixote that must be where that comes from so i looked into it i even bought the book you know just i just so recently I bought a copy because so, i wanted to reread it and i was like oh maybe maybe I don't it's know. long yeah it's long <laughs> but um but then i don't know at some point along the way i coined the word um I think I coined the word quixotica because mm. I looked it up and I there's no word in the you know but I thought well if you can have words like erotic or I don't know you know and you can have why couldn't I have quixotica as like a category of work so it's sort of um, I don't know it's like a it's like a, a context I'm playing around in now with what I'm doing. I love of. how you just <laughs> pick the word and then you're like I'm going to figure out what this is. <laughs> But I, I have one piece, of, I have one uh, print 
from my that my mom had at her house of Don Quixote, and now I think I should probably come get one of your sculptures. You know, I think that and would be a good little. And you get the artist that would be a good little. Oh, be a good little. like a little. And David, you'll be at your yeah. studio as well. Yeah, my studio on Woodley Street, fashionable East Woodley Street, we like to say, but uh, and it's a, a relatively new studio. Uh, my son and my. Uh, uh, nephew built it for me, which I thought was a, it's, it, but it's big. It's a big upstairs. It has a greenhouse in it for oh wow uh, uh, flowers and, and a garage. So it's and I spend a lot of time there. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. And when you uh, start painting, because she was talking about uh, kind of figuring it out as you go and and you know playing with things, but you're dealing with something that people already know what it looks like and have expectations how how are you making decisions as you're putting the paint on the page well um, or the canvas i, I, I should usually say have an idea in my head okay uh, what it's going to look like that sometimes works out but sometimes it doesn't uh depends where you're going and uh i just kind of follow kind of what i do i mean i like to if it needs a light here it needs more snow there or it needs whatever you know trees or uh so I just kind of paint. Painting, of course, has become fairly routine, the actual application of the paint. Mm. Is, you know. But now, of course, once that becomes, you can, you can then play a lot with it once you become confident. And, mm-hmm. you know. and it, it, to be honest, it, it took me many years to become, many, many years to become confident in, in using paint. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. right, because yeah. you have to worry about the, the layers. And, the, the, and like you said, the snow, that yeah. if you put it on top, you can... Smear it and yeah, <laughs> colors. I mean, you know, all that. So, so it's been it's been a great journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that folks will probably um, cherish your pictures of the Archer House, yeah. that I bet has become quite a popular piece because we will never see the Archer House as it once was. Pretty sad. Yeah. It is. I know. I'm yeah. tearing up just thinking about yeah, it. I know. It's. Uh, I did. I did that uh, during the pandemic. Of course, we know when that happened. Uh, and I did it in 16 hours, um, which is. Not necessarily fast for me. It's about average, I imagine, a big painting like that. And then I, uh, I did it because you know, I donated the money to whoever lost their jobs or whatever here. Mm. And then I did cards mm-hmm. and I did prints. And now I have uh, some prints at the paper pendulum here, and they have made puzzles out of them. That's what I heard, yeah, and I'm very yeah, excited yeah. about That's that. Cool. And I think they, and they just told me they uh, ordered a bunch and they sold out, so they're ordering more. So oh, I didn't get mine then. I got to yeah. wait. I stuck in and got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they have a list. I can yeah. check that out. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And so then I think it's interesting. You know, you're trying to c- capture the essence of what it is. And in your mask uh, the artwork, the series that you're doing, you still have to keep it so that we know when we look at it that this is a kind of mask. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the, you know, medical masks or the, you know, Face cloth masks. masks that people wear yeah. to keep themselves from yeah. safe from COVID. So how do you keep the essence while still, you know, reinventing the materials and the design? And, I mean, there's some with just some real clever-looking strings and, yeah. um, you know, the the, the different ways that, that the materials are, are either woven or... Uh, combined, you know, you know, long or wide. Tell me about that. It's really, really. I mean, as the spirit moves me, but it's also, I think, they reflect something about my mood at the time or the mood of us at the time, all, all at the time. Oh. I mean, there's one that's just pieces of woven um, 
corn stalk <laughs> that was fresh when I did it. And so then it dried, you know, and it's just this kind of weird little woven thing. Yeah. And with big holes. Yeah. And that one is like, <laughs> are we done already? I mean, just sort of like, is anybody else tired of this too? And I have little background stories, tiny, small on each page too. And, and I, and another thing with what David was talking about with his Archer house piece and, donating the money i haven't i'm not selling the masks and i have um i have a desire at some point in the future and i don't know when or what this will be and i don't have a thing yet or anything but i want at some point to 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 do something with them as a fundraiser for Mm. something (laughs) something as a fundraiser for something so I kind of, you know, have the, I want to keep them all together. Well, you'll probably be making a few more because we're not quite through this yet. I have. I mean, <laughs> I, I know. I have another one I'm working on right now. Yeah, I kind of let them just come when they come, you know. But um, but I think that would be an interesting, or just, I don't know, like a good contribution. I think I'd like to do something to make a contribution somehow in that way. To well, folks need to see them then yeah. now uh, while they're yeah. all together. While they're all together, which is a really a beautiful thing. And I want to ask: mm-hmm. are, are both your studios? Are you open on Friday? Or what are your hours for your studios? I'm not open on Friday. It's just okay. Saturday and Sunday. Saturday yeah. and Sunday for David Allen, and then same for me, Cheryl. Okay. Although I've just—I mean, I'll be home. I figured. Well, I don't know. I mean, if anybody just kind of came knocking at the or door, or you could go look at some of the studios. Well, that is actually what I would like to do: yep. mm-hmm. is go see some of the other people's work and places yeah what are you most looking forward to folks if you're just tuning in we're on art zany radio talking about the studio art tour i should give the website again it's studio a r t o u r so there's just one t studio art tour and there's lots of information about each of the artists as uh, i think julie mentioned 37 artists 36 artists uh, a, a really big big group um 17 studios to go to so each you know some studios have multiple people uh, all through the um, southeast and and it's going to be a glorious weekend to be driving around and uh, so you've done the tour for a long time David what are you looking forward to what's what makes it great I think the people I think the people that come they're interested and they're for a reason and it's just a lot of fun so it's a lot of talking and you know and meet new people what's better than that Artists, a lot of artists come by, mm-hmm. you know, and they can. Do you think that peop- we draw people from other parts of the Midwest that come to uh, meet meet the artists and learn about the techniques or to purchase I, I, holiday gifts or? <laughs> all of the above. I think they, a lot of them come from all the way around because this is this is kind of gathering momentum, this, this art show. Um, and a, a lot of people come from around it, and a lot of people just want to see what an art studio looks like. So That's I don't, true. I don't really, I, I shouldn't say I don't clean it, but I don't arrange it terribly different than what I work in because I think that's, that's if I remember correctly, the way it started off, people wanted to see, you know, mm-hmm. what an actual artist studio looked like. And, of course, they're all different. Cheryl's are different than mine, and, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and, of course, as long as they're there and there are paintings or sculptures or whatever, you know, might as well sell Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the way it evolved and we should give your website too i don't think i gave that davidallenart.com correct so folks can go and look at Mm -hmm. some of those beautiful images and then they will be pulled and drawn into your studio so Uh they can see and you're right seeing the tools has always been really interesting to me and the the way things begin and you know how they move through the process is really interesting so I think that's going to be wonderful. And how about for you, Cheryl? You've done it for a few years. Just a couple, yeah. What, and what is um, it that you like about this tour? 
I first attended it in Portland when they started doing studio art tour there, oh. but I wasn't in that capacity at that point with what I was doing. And and I, I was super intrigued by it, and I met one of my best friends going to the studio art tour. So that what kind of ditto everything David already said, you know, the people. That's always... It's just it's great to have people who actually are really interested in seeing what you do and just kind of interested in creativity and art, you know. And, um, you know, you might meet a new friend even, you know, but at the least I think it's fun to share, to share that um, process and talk about it with people. And you get a lot of great feedback. I mean, it's, you know, it's rewarding and empowering to um, have people appreciate what you do, you know, so... Yeah. We have a pretty great community, and it's been wonderful over the years. Yeah. I think I've been highlighting this as long as, well, I guess my show's been on 16 years, so I must have missed the first one. But uh, we've been, you know, able to talk to so many different artists in our community. And every year there's some who've been on it for a while and some who are new. So there's something to discover uh, any anywhere. Any last words or anything that we should add about the studio art tour that you want to make sure that people come? I should should mention the brochures are throughout town um, studio art tour it's got the, the uh, Julie's um, black cat on the cover you'll you'll see that you just need to go to one studio they'll have the brochures and you'll have the map mm-hmm. for everything or the map is on the website mm-hmm. there'll be signs uh, do you know what color they are for this year they're black and red on a white background and my place is a little bit out of the way for some of the you know but what number is but your studio sign 13 okay 13 um, out highway 19 just a bit past uh, the Connect Nursery and the back entrance to St. Olaf and but we've got you know good signage off of 19 but it could feel to people like okay I'm going back to Minneapolis you know <laughs> but no it, it, it'll it'll work out you know and um, David what's your studio number number <clears throat> number 14 14 oh mm-hmm. perfect 14 we pair yeah, yeah. I was, Man, I was you should become friends year. or something yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you should kind of lucky three feet, actually, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, yeah. this has really been spectacular. I've enjoyed hearing just a preview. Yeah. We, we, we've got many more artist stories to tell, and we want people to come and be a part of the Studios Art Tour. I want to thank um, D- David Allen and Shel Romet for joining me in the second part of this Art Zany Radio Show. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. You're very, you very welcome. Much, yeah. It's my fun. pleasure. Yep. Folks, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, and I, I do so appreciate that you listen and that you let people know that you've heard it on Art Zany Radio. You can always catch a go to kymnradio.net if you missed anything on Art Zany Radio. Please remember, don't forget to add some Art Zany to your life. And of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany. Radio for the Imagination with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The powerful new iPhone... 95.1, the one station where you won't hear the same songs hour after hour. 95.1, The One, revolutionizes radio with a playlist that lasts for days, not minutes.